0: Well, thank you, everybody, so, so much for joining us. This is the regular old Sunday show, October the 5th, 2008. Just a brief, I guess, update to uh, let people know I finally screwed both my courage and technical skills to the mat and uh, did an analysis of the number of listeners. Uh, It is a preliminary analysis, and I haven't gotten all of the data but uh, it looks like combining the free books with the podcasts, with the videos, with um, uh, article readings, we are um, at about 25,000 podcast listeners. Uh, put all that other stuff together, and uh, it's about thirty five to 37,000 people that we are dealing with. If you are a Diamond Plus donator, the more data is available uh, on that forum. In fact, I did an entire graph which shows... From the data from the last three months, where the listeners are on the podcast continuum, which is, uh, I guess we've got it up to, from podcast zero to 1160. Um, I've I've counted how many podcasts are dinged in those three months, so we've got a nice, interesting wave graph to see where people are in the podcast continuum, which is hugely valuable, at least for me, uh, in terms of planning and targeting. There are a number of new current event topics. Um, I have found that the law of diminishing returns has gripped us in its ugly and vicious fist when it comes to advertising that it's diminishing returns. Uh, The bounce rate has crept back up just the people who come and leave after one page to about 90%. And so I've held off on advertising and instead I'm doing current events which seem to be quite popular. The latest is Sarah Palin a Bimbo is available at um, YouTube. You can have a look at it there. YouTube.com forward slash users forward slash StephBot. Why? Because I'm an idiot when it comes to choosing my names. I can't change the name now and I can't sign up for a new account because I will only get a 10-minute video, which, as you can imagine, would cause me to have to speak incredibly rapidly. Well, more rapidly than... It would sound like a fax, is what I'm saying. So... Uh, that's uh, I guess that's it. Uh, the audiobook for how not to achieve freedom is completed. And thank you so much to the Diamond Plus donators who are kindly giving me feedback. Like uh, Steph, quite often you sound like an electrified girl guide when you get excited. But that's nothing new. And other than that, uh, no other huge monster news going on at the moment. Uh, Christina, of course, is here. Uh, the baby says uh, hello and is looking forward to a nice... Comforting belly-fed nap while Daddy drones on and on, probably not for the last time in his life. So everything's fine. Uh, we are looking to uh, uh, squeeze out ye old pup at uh, uh, mid mid December. Yeah. Um, well, and when I say we, I mean Christina will be doing the work. I will be doing a good amount of fainting. So uh, that's going to be quite an exciting codec moment for us, and we're looking forward to that. So. Uh, I guess that's it. Uh, thank you so much to the uh, women who participated, <laughs> I shouldn't say, who led and controlled and ran the show last month. I've gotten some very good feedback, uh, enough positive feedback that I am gripped with jealous rage, which is a good sign for the quality of the show. So I say let's do it again, perhaps next week or the week after. If you were so amenable, I would be more than happy to turn over the mic and continue to do my Ed McMahon babbling, bad joke, background act. So uh, uh, that's... Uh, um Uh, that's uh, uh, something that's certainly on the table and I hope that you will uh, uh, do it again because I think it was just great so uh, again Christina's here I'm here if you have questions comments, issues, problems wild rank, praise uh, uh, accent, imitations whatever you feel like we are all with the ears for you the fabulous listeners particularly you uh, sitting right there who has donated so uh, thank you again uh, for the donators to last month and the people who signed up to the $10 a month God it's so little It's embarrassing, but uh, I guess that would have been a good wage in 1820. So we are all ears if you have comments, questions, please. Now is the time to grab your mic and burp them out.
1: Um, I'm feeling kind of anxious thinking about this question, but um, uh, how how do you feel about expanding FDR? I mean, expanding the viewership and pushing harder in that in that direction. Um, Sorry, I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, do you do you anticipate new challenges that would uh, come from expanding uh, the listenership to a far broader audience than before? Uh, tell tell me what you mean. Do you mean in terms
0: of like having unpleasant, difficult uh, people come to the show? Is is that sort of what you mean, or is there something else?
1: I mean, that could possibly be, be it, but I mean, I, I guess, uh, uh, yeah. And
0: uh, why Why is that? Can you tell me why that's a question that would bubble up for you? I'm just curious about that. If we can just talk about the form rather than the content for a sec.
1: Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm just kind of wondering if, you experience success anxiety or um that sort of thing i mean i i I don't, I don't i don't detect it with with you but i'm just wondering if if you do experience anything like that at all no i'm i'm thrilled uh i'm thrilled
0: that uh, the growth is occurring um you know at 6 to 10% growth a month we are uh, going to much more than double uh, every year, which I think is fantastic, uh, it could take us to seventy thousand listeners by this time next year, hundred and forty, and you know like that uh, old thing where you put uh, you double the number of seeds on a chessboard and end up owning the solar system. Uh, we will uh, I think achieve total media domination by uh, I guess the time the baby can talk. so uh, that should be very exciting because then there'll be a new uh, a new host but uh, no i th- I think it's fantastic. The only concern that I've ever had in terms of expanding this show is to to make sure that, uh, uh, that there's, no, there's no temptation to compromise. And I don't have any temptation to compromise. Uh, for those who don't know, I was contacted by someone at CNN who saw a couple of the current events things and was interested in promoting me to to show up there. Of course, the likelihood of that is <laughs> is very small. Um, but uh, uh, it's not tempting to me uh, to, to expand listenership at the cost of staying true to the principles of reason. And uh, and evidence. So, uh, I'm I'm very happy to grow. Uh, I don't feel any temptation to speed up the growth through compromise at all. And uh, and that's simply because I'm very aware. And and this may be something that that you you want to mull over. I guess whoever's listening to this, I'm very aware. Like if you, if you think back at this ancient Greek civilization, 2,500 years ago had all these rich businessmen and slave traders and, you know, the beautiful people, beautiful women, amazingly successful athletes uh, uh, in the first Olympic Games, uh, politicians, senators, uh, uh, military leaders, and so on. And as far as it goes, when you think back that kind of time, as far as it goes, who, who do we remember from ancient Greece? Well, we remember some of the historians, Herodotus and so on, and we remember maybe a couple of the military leaders, but only because they have been written down by people like Homer and so on, uh, written about. But mostly who we remember, of course, are the philosophers. You know, over the span of 2,500 plus years, who do we remember from ancient Greece? Well, we remember Socrates Diogenes, uh, Democritus, um, Plato, Aristotle. These are the people that we remember, the Stoics. And and so when it comes to longevity in the story of humanity, when it comes to depth and richness and returnability and, and persistence in the human story, those who compromise for the sake of power and money are forgotten. They fall off like a conveyor belt of history, they just fall off into nothing, into... I mean, nobody remembers the name of any Roman senators. I mean, <laughs> maybe you remember Caesar or Augustus, but you don't remember the Roman senators. We don't remember the successful businessmen and athletes in the Roman times and Greek times. What we do, Who we do remember are those who contributed something deep, rich, and meaningful to human thought, human experience. And I'm aiming for that. You know? <laughs> Rightly or wrongly... Uh, uh, um, uh, sanely or insanely, uh, that is the, the permanent edifice is what I aim for because that is a firm step upon which humanity can climb to a higher state, a higher plane of being. Uh, more sympathy, more depth, more richness, more compassion, more courage, more virtue. That is what I want to try to do my best to add to the human story. So the, the people who sell out, I mean, maybe there were a bunch of philosophers who got into were offered positions in the Greek government or the Roman Senate, and they took those and they left talking to Socrates and they left studying at Plato's Academy and they tootled off to a realm of business and politics and thus joined the conveyor belt of inevitable falling off to nothingness as history grinds forward, those people are completely forgotten. That's not, there's no, there's no wealth or power or exposure or visibility that could possibly tempt me away from growing this thing in, in consistency with as much as possible with its founding roots of reason and evidence, philosophy, the fluid methodology of philosophy rather than any rigid or dogmatic conclusions. So no, I don't experience growth panic, and I think that's because we've built our house on rock, not on sand or fantasy or delusions or politics or religion or, or academics or any of those other bad, uh, false, sophistic things. So, we, you know, we've built, uh, we've got a great blueprint, we've got a great foundation, we've got great materials, we have a fantastic community of people uh, just so admire and respect the people who uh, talk and are vulnerable and positive and energetic and, uh, and open in this conversation. So, there's no growth that could be dangerous to what it is that we're doing. The only way that we could experience a danger would be if And it would have to be me for the most part. But if I were to say CNN were to say, "Hey, we'd love to give you a philosophy show where you can reach reach, uh, you know millions of people a week, but you can't talk about religion and you can't talk about um, you know can't be an atheist, can't be an anarchist." Well, there was just no temptation. There's no temptation because then I would actually have nothing to say, and what would the money mean to me? I mean, I'd like to think that my soul is worth more than. Uh, the dilution of the truth for the sake of an exposure that will be forgotten in a year. So, uh, so no, I don't, I don't experience any growth anxiety. I think we're growing just right. I'm pleased that the methodologies that we used ahead of time turned out to be really accurate in terms of who was listening. And so all of that I think is great. I think we're growing just right. Uh, I think that we have such quality listeners and participants in the community that we just can't go wrong. Uh, people have just been amazing me, particularly over the last couple of weeks with contributions, with growth, with honesty, with openness, with vulnerability. It, it's hard to see when you're down in the trenches. Or the, the view from, from where I am is just glorious and uh, it's just, you know, absolutely staggering and wonderful, the leaps and bounds that the conversation is moving forward in. So I don't feel any anxiety about the growth. I'm just incredibly grateful and, and privileged and moved to be... Uh, part of this, uh, uh, or driving this, or the core of this, this particular movement. I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm, uh, I'm incredibly impressed at, and, and honored at, at the trust that people place in this methodology, in this conversation. Uh, I'm amazingly impressed at the, the fertility of the, this is a renaissance that is going, the fertility of the creativity that is going on with people. The dream analysis, the, the honesty, the openness, the vulnerability, the problem solving, the conflict resolution, the mediation that's going on in the community is God, it's beautiful, and, uh, and so no, I, I think that the growth is just right. I'm I'm incredibly uh, thrilled, happy, uh, proud, and humbled by uh, the genius that is uh, in the community, and uh, so I just don't think that I don't think that we can go wrong. I don't feel any temptation to go wrong, and uh, I am uh, I'm glad that we struck uh, gold so quickly.
1: Yeah, I probably asked the question because I mean I certainly experience. Uh, Growth anxiety, um, a fair amount.
0: Where is so. the growth occurring on your body?
1: Uh, does it have hairs on it?
0: Uh, does it wink? No oh, no,
1: I think I, I think I think I'm finished with that for the most part. Although I think I have grown <laughs> right. more hair on my chest in the past year. Right. You can put that on F. On I should you should uh, put that on the front page. You know, FDR will put hair on your chest. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I, I think that the picture might not be.
0: Uh, hey, that puts hair on your body. That that, that may be confusing for people. Yeah. What a way to attract women. Well, it's good because we don't have the Eastern European women contingent that we really want. So, <laughs> uh,
1: um, so, uh, what kind of growth anxiety do I experience? Well, I, I assume
0: that you're experiencing growth anxiety, which is why you're asking me, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So tell me about yours.
1: Um, uh, I, I think I avoid, uh, Things that will make me feel anxious about uh, growing especially uh, with uh, career stuff I have like ten million excuses for not getting myself out there for not pitching stories for not just you know taking a day or two just to run with an idea and try to get it published I just I just don't do it. So is because, this a question and,
0: about sorry? Is this a question about procrastination or something like that, or, or what do you think is at the root of no, your no, avoidance think, in this no, area? No, I
1: think it is kind of uh, growth anxiety, and that's just why I was asking. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if it can be, you know, fixed in a call or something. I think it's probably related to other stuff. Well, what are the emotional
0: emotional like? What is the disaster scenario for you with regards to your career? Like, what what is the bad stuff that could happen that would be attended with success?
1: Not, not um, getting out there. So I think I think the the, the failure scenario would be not trying. Oh, sorry. Just, what I
0: mean is, with a tendon, like if you succeeded, what would be the disastrous scenario there?
1: I I think I would. I don't know. I just feel I I, I feel anxiety thinking about it, but I can't. I can't put a I can't put a name to it. I mean my, my guess would be that, you know, it would uh it's related to my parents like my parents certainly didn't want me to to grow. So attack would follow, is that right? Yeah, but I'm not sure who would attack me. Well, right now it's you, right?
0: I mean, yeah. l- unless you're living in a pit with a bunch of ambition-attacking weasels, right? Then it's you who would attack you at the moment because your parents aren't there, right?
1: Yeah. So I guess that's that's what I must be afraid of is that I'll self-attack if I if I'm successful. But I don't know if that's empirically. Well, well, let me
0: sorry. Let me just understand. What, let me let me first understand because I, I feel that you're sort of beating around the bush here because you're a little confused, which I totally understand, right? But but first of all, tell me wh- wh- why be successful? What, what's the point? Uh, why would you want that? What's what's the upside of it for you?
2: Wow. Wow.
1: Okay. I think I want to be successful because I'll be attacked if I'm not successful.
0: Excellent. So you're in an attack slash attack junction, right? So you go left, um, attack. Go right, though, and you get attacked, right? So this is sort of the, so of course, you're going to feel like paralysis, right? Because it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't means freeze like a statue and hope something will change, right?
1: Oh wow. Yeah, no, it's exactly like that. Now now I realize that I'm not motivated to be successful necessarily by um something something uh inward. It's it's like I'm I'm afraid of attack for not being successful and I'm afraid for being attacked for being successful. But what is the definition of success? Not in your
0: chosen career, but in life because that is the definition of success that we need to organize ourselves around. So what is it for you to be a successful human being? What does that look like? Just say over the next six months or so, if, if at the end of six months you have achieved X, whether it's external or internal growth or you know, external rewards, internal growth, money, whatever it is, what would that look like? What would success as a human being, as a thinker, as a feeler, as a philosopher, as a, a writer,
1: what would that look like for you? Okay, um, I'd like to have a few, pe- at least a few pieces published of some kind, uh, in a respectable New York uh, paper. Actually, just, just about anything um, that in a publication that I would enjoy reading would be something that would make me happy. If I just if I just get started, if I get the get the um, get in over the first couple of hurdles, then I think I'd be satisfied in, in the six months um time period. And how long have you had that goal for? A long time. And it took me till I started going to FDR to even start working as a writer. But I started working as a writer, you know, getting paid for it, making a living, like the day after I first started listening to your videos. So it was unemployment to that. And that was the first time that I'd ever taken the plunge. And that's not because the quality of FDR is so high but rather because the
0: quality of FDR sucks. And so what you probably did was you looked at the video and went, shit, if he can do it, <laughs> Christ almighty, <laughs> how hard can it be? Suddenly the, the wall seems to be uh, more like a, uh, a curb. Uh, so it's what I want to mention. <laughs> but, no, um, not,
1: no, not at all. Um, but Okay, I, I sorry. What, so let me, let me just fired, understand but...
0: this this goal, though, right? Because if, sure. if you've got a goal, which you say is called success, that's going to make you happy, that you haven't, really pursued, one of two things is the case. It really only comes down to one of two things. Either A, it would make you happy and you want to deny yourself happiness, because you're mean to yourself or you don't believe you deserve it or whatever, right? Or B, your body is saying, or your ecosystem or your, your soul is saying, that won't make us happy. That's not success. Hmm. So tell me why you want to get, and of course, I don't, I don't know, right? I'm just, But tell me why you want to get articles published in these respectable magazines. You, you used the word respectable, right?
1: Yeah. So what do well, you respect I, I about these magazines? It's not necessarily respectable. It's just thing, things that I would uh, mostly enjoy reading. So can you give
0: me an example of a magazine or a newspaper that you would... Sure,
1: like, like the New York Observer would be one that I'd target... Uh, that they publish new writers a, f- a fair amount of the time. Young people uh, probably go for maybe the New York Press too.
0: And you respect those newspapers?
1: Um, I mean, they they publish some uh, some good stuff. Like what?
0: Uh, Again, I'm just trying to understand. I'm not obviously I'm not saying you're wrong or anything.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I like some of their some of their reviews that like they do in arts, stuff like that. That's where I think I'd uh, jump into.
0: You mean so they publish like movie reviews or, or, or theater reviews or gallery reviews that you. Yeah,
1: and music reviews and things like that that are pretty are well written and that are entertaining. And...
0: OK, so if you get uh, articles published there, um, h- how is that going to make you happy?
1: Well, it's not necessarily going to be a cause of happiness, but it would, um, it's a question of, this is what I can do for a living, and I'm good at it, so why not, why do I feel so anxious?
0: Well, I, I think it's because you have a thing called success here that you haven't really pulled apart too much, right?
1: No, I haven't. And that's totally
0: fine. I mean, we, we all inherit these things called, this ideas or these goals called success, right? That success is getting to the top of your profession. Success is the approval and financial rewards that come from being in demand. So that is success, right? If you're going to be an actor, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, you know, whatever, those are successful actors. That is called being, being a success, right? And we just have these things. Whatever is the top of the pyramid, whatever is the top brick on the pyramid is called success, right? And whatever yeah, gets well, you up I mean, the pyramid is successful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to—I'd like to set people on fire. Like some of the greatest writers that I've ever read have set me on fire.
0: Okay, and what does uh, what does that mean? I mean, so can you can you give me an example of a writer who set you on fire?
1: Sure. Uh, just reading Hunter Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, really just. It was just an incredible experience for me, just. And would
0: you consider Hunter Thompson uh, a successful human being? No. I mean, he was a disaster, right? Yeah. number of divorces, uh, uh, endless amounts of, of self-medication, a staggering lists of the drugs that he took every day. Uh, No stable personal relationships, obsession with violence and weapons, and he ended up killing himself, right? Right. So...
1: That's... No, it's not success, I guess. But... Why do I feel guilty for being ambitious now?
0: Uh, look i have no problem (laughs) look i've just talked about the maddest ambition to take my place in the pantheon of philosophers for all time i have no problem with ambition whatsoever right i'm not saying it's good or bad i just when you say i want to be like this is success and i want this but you're not taking steps towards it it means that there's some inconsistency which is worth pulling apart if that makes sense
1: yeah no that makes sense because i feel sad now um
0: let me ask you this have you asked yourself what is success
1: no now
0: that's true of all of us right I mean this is not a question we're taught to ask we're told what is successful right
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, success is uh, lots of money lots of fame lots of you know lots of books sold lots of approval lots of this Right. That success is pretty much foundationally based upon the approval of others right Yeah, But that's not the... I mean, individuation doesn't lead you to that, right? Because you're on the process of individuation, right? Which is becoming who you are, uh, genuinely, authentically, without uh, outside prodding and poking, that you make your decisions not based on historical attacks or, or disapprovals or praises, but what on you yourself spontaneously and genuinely find... Pleasurable and honorable, right?
1: Right, and I get that feeling strongly. And um,
0: hmm. um, and and sorry, what I mean, what I mean by that is that the templates that you're given for success, by your family, by your culture, by your schools, right? This is all about. Getting the marks, right? Which, you know, in, in maths and science is pretty objective, but otherwise it's not, right? No, now, it's pleasing not pleasing the teacher, right? Echoing back the prejudices to get the decent marks, right? Right. So it means that the templates for success that you have been handed would only serve you if you didn't individuate. If you didn't become who you really are. Because when you become who you you get to invent your, yourself, Right. Oh, you get to discover and invent yourself. The discovery and the invention, same thing, right? Yeah. And and the uh, templates that you've been handed won't work, right? So you're kinda going in two different directions. One is towards real self authenticity, and the other is towards the, the, the following or the obeying of external punishments and rewards that come from some pretty not good people in your past, right?
2: True.
1: And that must be where I'm having having trouble because I don't know um, I, I I guess I guess the more abstract goal I had uh, several months ago was just just continue writing and getting get paid, and that's that doesn't feel like it's enough anymore. Right, right, right. Not because, um, it's just because I know I can do more. It doesn't. If you
0: write a good article, uh, you mm-hmm. write a good movie review or something like that, it's well-written, it's snappy, mm-hmm. it's intelligent, it's readable, it's whatever, right? Yeah. And people like it, you get paid for it and so on. What, uh, what is valuable to you about that?
1: Uh, I feel like I've connected with the audience, the people that read it.
0: Okay, and uh, what is valuable about that?
1: It feels nice to connect with people because historically I've had a huge amount of trouble connecting with other people.
0: But, of course, but if you're trying to connect not. with someone to fill a hole in yourself, so to speak, it's not really connecting, right?
1: Right, it's not.
0: And, look, you're doing great. These are, these are really tough questions to answer. But I think they're essential to ask in terms of yeah. what it means to be successful, right? Right. Uh, Newt Hampson wrote a book called Hunger, which is a terrifying and fascinating work about his time starving in some, I think it was a Norwegian city in the 1930s or whatever. Uh, a beautifully written book. Guy was completely miserable, though, right? And of course, Norman Mailer, right? Tropic of Cancer and these kinds of books.
1: Guy stabbed yeah, he his was wife. Totally messed up. Yeah, he,
0: yeah, Guy stabbed his wife. And he wrote a poem which says As long as you still are only using a knife, there is still some love left. Right. I mean, I mean, oh, my God, what a complete nightmare existence. Right. Um, I mean, the list could go on and on. Right. I mean, the catcher in the Rye guy hides out in some town, never gives any interviews. Um,
1: um,
0: uh, Eugene O'Neill, who we talked about before, uh, same kind of absolutely miserable, wretched life. Uh, Tennessee Williams, uh, a loveless life where he was terrified of choking to death, uh, ended up uh, uh, choking to death (laughs) on a bottle cap. Uh, uh, I guess a, a medicine cap. I mean, the, the sort of, you could go on and on, right? But in terms of the glories of artistic creation, it's almost always attendant, it seems, with a significant amount, amount of personal misery, and that I don't think can be considered something to aim for. Th- that to right, me is but, the ultimate altruism, right? That that yes, I'm producing great work, but I'm miserable. I mean, that's that's yeah. um, social
1: metaphysics of the worst of the I mean, worst kind. I think that's not what I'd like to do. I mean, I'd like to communicate about ideas. And um, use my writing as a means to get people interested in them.
0: Right, so to write about uh, 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 the stimulation of people's thinking, of virtue, of curiosity, and and interest in philosophy, or whatever the truth is. And again, I'm not trying to impose a philosophical agenda. I'm just trying to and if they, understand if that's what you mean.
1: Yeah, no, that is what I mean. And that's part of why I'm interested in, in getting to culture, because I think... It's it's one of the primary interactions of values is how, how it affects your perception of culture and art.
0: Now, what do you think the dominant philosophy is in the places that you're trying to get into? These are the New York Post and, and these kinds of things.
1: Well, they're kind of nihili- nihilistic.
0: Yeah, they're nihilistic, Post- they're relativistic, they're postmodern. I mean, th- that would be the typical, I mean, that, that's the default position, right? Yeah. Do you think they're going to have any trouble recognizing who you are? And what you understand and know?
1: No, nobody has ever had any trouble recognizing what I am.
0: Right, so the more that you become who you are, right, which is who we are relative to reality and truth, not the bigotries and opinions of others and punishments and rewards of a corrupt system. Sorry, go on.
1: And actually, what I remember from college is that the better work I would produce, the the more trouble people would give me.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's certainly been the case uh, with me as well, right? So, I mean, the, the, the better I became as a writer, the more people were thrilled about what I was writing and the less interested they were in publishing me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a natural, inevitable progress. But um, so the, the more you dedicate yourself to truth and reason, right, the harder it's going to be to, uh, to crack the hostilities of of others right Uh, of those who are sort of in power so to speak
1: yeah so do you think that's that's what i'm feeling or well i don't know
0: but i mean i think if you if you say i would like to get published in these places and i want to talk about truth reason and virtue and these people are all nihilistic relativists i think that there's (laughs) a there's an equation that doesn't work right
1: yeah.
0: I mean, unless even you can if, find somebody even if who's you're indirect, yeah. Sorry, even go if ahead. You're
1: indirect, even if you're indirect about it, they still they're still going to pick up on it.
0: Well, in fact, the more indirect you are about it, the more they're going to pick up on it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, you,
0: you can't smuggle yourself, I mean, because everyone's a genius, everybody's a philosopher, they all, we all get each other in about 10 or 20 seconds, so there's just no possibility, right, that you're going to be able to hide it from people. There's no anarchist who's, abs- who's accidentally slipped through this net, right? Like, there's no mainstream media who has accidentally published an article on a stateless society not knowing that it was, right?
1: Yeah. Mm, I feel like uh, my, my my illusion is being taken away. I feel crappy.
0: <laughs> well, if it's but, an illusion, yeah. then it's there's nothing to take away, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like saying you're you're stealing my counterfeit money. <laughs> saying, well,
1: yeah, there's no, nothing
0: to lose. And what that means, it doesn't mean anything to do with hopelessness, right? I know it may feel no. that way, but it means that, you know, when you when you become authentic the only option is entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah. That's true. Mm.
0: So rather than looking for other people to, uh, to get you where you want to be, when you become who you are, you simply have to get yourself there and, and bring as many people yeah. as you can with you, right?
1: Yeah, you just have to create it for yourself. And one of the... Well, how, how, how come, did, are these questions you would ask to somebody who's talking about becoming the best electrician they want to become or something like that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Or, yeah, I would say, yeah. well, why? You know, why? Yeah, what, why? Is it, what, is it, what, what does it matter? What, is, what does quality mean to you? Right. Like I, I was uh, talking with a guy, this was last year, a guy who came up for the, um, the FDR salon that we had. And uh, he was saying, you know, oh, my dad's a total perfectionist. Everything has to be great quality. And he would would yell at me when I got things wrong and so on, right? And I was like, well, does your dad's definition of great quality include great quality fatherhood, being a great quality parent? Mm -hmm. Right? And that's a fundamental question because people will often use this concept of quality to, to bully other people, right? And you may be using this concept of traditional lines of success to bully yourself, right? Which is Yeah, well, right, it's, to,
1: yeah, it's something that I'm holding over myself. Right, so, so the electrician it,
0: who so. says, I want to be the best electrician ever, it's like, well, why? I mean, that's a reasonable question to ask, and I think it's something we, we need to ask of ourselves. You know, I want to do X. Why? Not because we're wrong about it, but because it's very important to know why. I mean, when we go in particular directions we take half a decade easily. It's a big chunk of time, right? I mean, if you said, I'm going to get published by these New York magazines or New York newspapers, and you really threw yourself in a I game, mean, it, would, it would take you half a decade to figure out if it was possible, right? At least. Yeah. And if it turned out to yeah. be an illusory goal, that's five years of your life that not only do you not get back, but you, you lie broken and regretful and <laughs> self-loathing
1: at the end of, right? Is that why I haven't even started to try, really?
0: Well, this comes. This is the curiosity with the self, right? Where you sit down with with yourself, right? You, you get everyone around the table, and you say, "Dudes, what am I missing here? Right? Why do I keep saying we're shipping out?" And everyone goes like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever," right? Because they may know more than you about the viability of this goal, right? Because when you get everyone in yourself, in alignment, right? When the mico system is all facing the same direction, there's nothing you can't do, right? I mean, you're, you're half a percentage point away from being able to levitate, right? Right. But if you just simply say, in order to avoid anxiety, I'm going to take this predetermined path towards something called success that my parents told me about, right? Then the mico system just remains profoundly unimpressed. It's like, yeah, yeah. We know. You, you can do all your anxiety management, but don't expect our help, right? We don't care, Right.
1: Right, it's totally a non-starter. Right, because
0: then all we end up doing is we end up becoming bad parents to ourselves, like our parents want us to do something for their anxiety, right? Dress up for church, you know, be nice to your grandmother or whatever, right?
1: And uh, we're like,
0: I don't care. Like, maybe I'll, you can force me to do it, but I'm not going get, to get engaged,
1: right? Yeah, this is just like the various tasks my dad would give me.
0: Yeah, yeah, now you've got this task called, you know, not just mow the lawn perfectly, but get published in these prestigious magazines right because then what you have is a story called success you can say to people i'm a writer and i've been published in the new york post and people go "Ooh, i guess you are right yeah so it's it's for the uninitiated to be impressed right ouch was that emotional or an electrical shock (laughs)
1: <laughs> um So you think it's just uh narcissism? No, no, don't <laughs> don't put these stuff attacky labels on, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um I thought it I thought it more along the lines of uh you know, sneaking things in <laughs> Well, as long as you can find
0: some way to paint yourself in a negative way, I'm happy, right? I mean,
1: (laughs) Whether it's sneaking in, or narcissism, (laughs) or
0: laziness, or I'm not dedicated, or whatever, right? I'm too distracted, Uh, I'm whatever. It doesn't have to be any of those things, right? It's just simply that your creative energies are not interested in your goals,
1: right? No, they're certainly not. So, you can
0: either keep yelling at the horse that's not getting up, right? Or you can say to the horse okay let's negotiate where can we go right yeah right you're not in charge i'm not in charge christina is but but you and i uh (laughs) we're not in charge right we, 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 I can't make myself do a good podcast. I can't make myself write a hit song. I can't make myself write uh, a beautiful poem. I, I can't make myself. This is not, it's not a matter of willpower, right?
1: Yeah. No, it's not.
0: So, in order to keep your creative energies alive, and I'm, I'm aware of this, just because of the 15 year rule, like most artists have 15-year, uh, uh, that they have creative, right? creative times, right? Yeah,
1: that's, and that's, that's what I'm thinking, is that if I don't do it now, never gonna happen. But you can't do it! I know.
0: You can't do it, right? So I'm at the tail end of my 15 years, right? Because I started writing in my mid-20s. Uh, revolutions I wrote when I was in my uh, early mid 23, 24. So I'm actually, yeah. I'm past that, right? Which is one of the reasons why I had to reinvent myself and go to philosophy and away from art. But... I'm aware of that 15 year rule that without the fertility of new ideas and and new things that keep you excited your creativity will decline and you will be you know post date the race's queen or uh, some other thing like that right
1: Yeah it's like I I I pissed away 18 to 21 oh, No I didn't piss away 18 through through 19 but I pissed away 19 through 21 and uh Now and JC why why are you trying to irritate me I'm sorry for irritating you. <laughs> why? Why? Why are you doing this to me? Come
0: on! What are you doing? I mean, how many times have I chided you for self attacks in this conversation? Several times. Now, when you say I pissed away this, right? What do you? How do you think that's going to land for me?
1: Okay, um, I feel. I feel anxious, and that's why I'm self-attacking.
0: Well, look, clearly that's not your language, right? I bet you dollars to donuts, that's your dad, right?
1: Pissed away? Oh, that's him, actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I guarantee that is not a phrase that comes from your fertile, gentle, and courageous
1: self, right? Yeah, it's one of his things.
0: Yeah, just piss away your time, right? I mean, this this so hard. I mean, you're actually quite a gentle human being, right? So this this harshness is not you, right? No. But if you have a story called "I pissed away these years," then of course you're going to end up feeling like you're behind the curve, and you've got to catch up, and you've got to force yourself to do stuff, and you've got to bully, and it it it, it com- becomes more hysterical, and it it escalates. I mean, that's no fun, right? And that's certainly not going yeah. to give you the kind of relaxed creativity that is going to be sustainable, right?
1: Yeah, but any time I've ever actually done something, it's just been, oh, okay, then I do it.
0: Right, so, I mean, my suggestion is to de-escalate the language and to open yourself up to the possibility that success as a human being is something that you have to negotiate and explore with yourself, with self-RTR, with curiosity, with openness, with gentleness. Because success is something that you simply... Cannot impose upon yourself. I mean, you can try. You can do whatever. You can do all of that stuff, but it doesn't it doesn't work?
1: I feel freed up a bit. A bit. From yeah, well. <laughs> You no, mean I got one
0: of the elephants' feet off your chest? There's still three more there, and you're afraid it's going to fall over now, right?
1: Yeah. Um, no, just the just the whole coming up with abstract goals that are kind of abusive. Maybe not just kind of. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you get published in the New York Post. It matters whether you eat or not. I mean, I'm I'm with you there, right? you got to be basically responsible. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter. The only statistically, scientifically proven way to be happy is to do good. Not to get published. Not to compromise. Not to make money. Not to have lots of friends. Not to bed lovers. Not to have children, not to get married. The only statistical and scientific way to become happy is to do good. good. Reason equals virtue equals happiness. So success is virtue. Right? And virtue has a lot to do with gentleness and firmness and kindness and courage. Therefore, JC, when you self-attack, you're being abusive. And it is as abusive as if you were kicking a dog or sticking a fork up the ass end of a cat. It is not virtuous to self-attack. It is an ugly, nasty, vicious thing to do to yourself. And it is exactly the same as hitting a child. We have to have that as a standard. We have to have that as a standard. We can't say that we should protect the vulnerable like children, but we should attack ourselves. It's a complete contradiction. So the first virtue is honesty. The second one is kindness and gentleness and curiosity towards the self. Self-attack is immoral, in my opinion. I'm not going to make this case like it's it's you know, illegal, it's... But it is it is a wrong action. It will lead to unhappiness and it will also lead you to behave badly with other people. right? And I'm not attacking you for self-attacking. I mean this with all genuine sympathy that this is a habit that you um, internalized as a result of external attacks. But when you self-attack I think that we we need to have this so fundamental within ourselves that when we self-attack we have to stop it. In the same way that if we found ourselves yelling at a child, we'd have to stop it,
1: right? All right, you got my attention. My eyes are open.
0: Wider. <laughs> um, because you can't create a goal called success, happiness, peace of mind through the mechanism of self-attack. That's like saying, Oh, I'm gonna punch my wife into loving me,
1: right? Yeah. Self-attack is a line that
0: we just have to draw in the sand and say, I don't cross this line. And if I do, I stop. I stop exactly what I'm doing. I figure out how I started and I undo it. You know that uh, meditation, right? You go down the stairs, you talk to the kid, right? That's who you're punching. That's who you're punching. That's who you're slapping, that's who you're screaming at, that's who you're snapping at. That inner child is who you are railing against when you self-attack. And there's no meditation which says, the moment he trusts you, slap him across the face, right?
1: Well, I better watch out.
0: This is the NAP. Non-aggression principle is always first with the self. Because you can't aggress against others unless you have first aggressed against yourself, right? You can't. So if we want to be right. virtuous, the non-aggression principle has as its foundation respect for the self. And that doesn't mean, like, we never self-criticize. That doesn't mean, like, we don't try and improve. But we don't do it through abuse, right? My kid is going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. As a parent, my kid is going to make mistakes. Um, you know, if he writes down 2 plus 2 is 5, I'm not going to call him an idiot, right? Actually, my math skills are such that I'd probably say, hey, way to go. Let's play some video games. But we can get back to that. But I will say, well, that's not correct. And, you know, here's how I would sort of step through it. Uh, You let me know what you think and, you know, what's, you know, whatever, right? But, so we can correct and we can review and we can improve. But never through self-attack, never through abuse. Because it won't work. It throws us back. It it adds to the ugliness of the world. It creates discontent and frustration and irritation within ourselves, It renders us uncomfortable with our own skin. You know, like we are... The height of a cactus turned inwards. We can't find a comfortable position. We can't relax. We're always waiting for that next cougar to, punch, to pounce out from the rocks, right? That is not a state that we can bring relaxed and positive and happy virtue into the world. We just, we just can't. All we're doing is bad things to ourselves, which means eventually we're going to do bad things to others, which then adds more fuel to the fire of self-attack, right? We say, right. oh, I pissed away these years, right? And then you feel down about yourself, you can't expect warm, positive, happy, virtuous creativity to flow out of yourself when you're using that kind of language against yourself. And therefore, you end up being stalled, which further adds to the fuel of self-attack, right?
1: Yeah, but I didn't even waste those years. Those, if I didn't have those years, then I wouldn't have been able to be creative at all. Well, let's say, I mean, so, but it, let's say you did waste them. Let's say you did,
0: quote, piss them away. Attacking yourself... Now, only causes you to piss away more time in the present, right? Right.
1: And anything successful that I've done has not resulted, has not been caused, has not come out of self-attack.
0: Right, right. The foundation for a free world in the future is based on our refusal to aggress against ourselves. A stateless society is based on our refusal to aggress against ourselves. It's the primary duty, if you want to say duty, right? The primary duty of a moral human being. That which is necessary but not sufficient for real virtue... Right? I mean, <laughs> if I date a girl and I don't beat her up she may not love me she, we may not end up getting married but if I do beat her there's no possibility of that, right?
1: Right, none at all. So, it's the very first
0: thing right? <laughs> right? it's the very first thing is to not abuse the people that you're with, including yourself. Right? I mean, if you, you have a girlfriend in the future and she I don't know eats Malamar's all weekend and watches American Idol, and you say to her, well, you just pissed away your weekend, didn't you? Right there. What a waste. I mean, that would be pretty horrible, right? You're right. As opposed to saying, tell me what your experience of the weekend was. I right? mean, maybe she said, oh, man, my head was so cluttered. I just completely vegged out. I feel a lot better. Or she say, you know, I just, felt, I just felt sad. I wanted to avoid things, right? you just open curious, right?
1: Correct. That's what
0: works. And that's what works with you. And you can't do it with someone else if you're doing it to yourself. You can't be gentle with other people if you're attacking yourself. You just can't. Or you'll be that kind of weird, inconsistently gentle person, you know, where one time you're like nice and then the next time you're not. I mean, that's... You know, they found actually that the worst post-traumatic stress disorder from childhood comes from those people whose parents were the lovers and haters, you know. I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you. Those people get the most messed up, right? So it's the consistency of virtue that is the most important.
1: Yeah, that's my parents. Yeah,
0: even a consistency of vice is less traumatic than an inconsistency of virtue for children.
1: Right, because it's not predictable.
0: Right, and there's, you bond with corruption, right? And yeah. and of course, you when somebody's inconsistently virtuous, you end up blaming yourself for when they're behaving badly because they've shown they can behave well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was like that too. I've been so like that too and all. Our I just
0: got to say you, you have to look at yourself like a tender and dependent child lover, pet, you know, whatever works for you. But self-attacks just got to got to come out of the vocabulary and it doesn't mean that you say it and immediately it's true. We all slip into it. We do. But it has to be a standard that it is not acceptable behavior. It's not acceptable with other people, and it sure as hell is not acceptable with yourself. Because other people can leave you, right? But you can't leave yourself, so it's even worse when you self-attack yourself. That is direct equivalent to self-attacking a dependent child, right, who can't leave.
1: It's just like that.
0: It's exactly like that, which is why it reproduces in the family.
1: It was hard for me to see it because the self-attack was a structure, it is a structure. It's not even just, it's not a, a, a coherent voice, it's like a, a house or a building.
0: Right, right. And, like. and for you, it's mixed in with the concept of quality, right? Because your dad was like, run, and you'll go faster, right? he yelled yell at you, right?
1: Yeah. And quality results tired. from
0: abuse, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the boot camp mentality in the, in the military, right? Yeah. Well, quality does not result from abuse. Right? Quality is the opposite of abuse. The reason that people say quality results from abuse is they damn well know it doesn't, which means that they get to continue to abuse you as much as they want.
1: Yeah, thanks because I uh, I couldn't see it from the inside.
0: You sound about as thankful as an imminent amputee. (laughs) I'm not saying you should be. I'm just trying to understand where you are emotionally.
1: I'm a little... I'm not... I'm not sure where to go. Yes, you are. Sorry to be annoying. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm sure something with me knows, but I don't... I don't see the yellow brick road anymore.
0: Well, that's because you have a goal. You had a former goal that was dependent upon the achievement of external markers, right? I'm published here. I'm making this much money. I get this person's approval, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying is you need to earn your own approval. You need to act virtuously towards yourself and gain the approval and respect of yourself, of your selves, of your ecosystem, of your inner child. You need to earn the trust and respect of the tender, sensitive, courageous and powerful aspects of yourself by acting in a protective and nurturing manner towards yourself. I mean, if you were in a marriage and you were yelling at your wife and calling her terrible names or whatever, then the first thing a marital counselor would be saying is, well, don't do that. right? I don't know what else we're going to do yet, but don't do that. That has to stop. That is not possible. And if you're not willing to stop that, there's no possibility that marital therapy is going to work. If you're not going to stop calling each other names, if you're not going to stop abusing each other, there's nothing else that can be done. That I don't know what else we're going to do. It might be two-year therapy, but that behavior has got to stop. Not later, but now, today, this moment. (sighs) Yeah. Now, what comes out of that, we don't know, right? I mean, although I guarantee it's good things, right? But what I'm saying is there's no point trying to do something good until you stop doing something that's bad, which is self-attack, right? You got to clear away that self laceration. We don't know where a bird is going to fly, but if it's pecking at itself in the mirror, we know where it's not going to fly, right? Which is anywhere else, right?
1: Yeah, wow. I do feel sad. I feel a little lost, too,
0: still. That's good. I, I mean, I think those, both those feelings are entirely accurate. You feel sad, I would guess, because this, uh, this is what we've always wanted, right? Is to be nurtured and encouraged and protected and respected and not attacked, right? So you're leaning over the volcano of the, the impact of this abuse, right?
1: Yeah. And Looking I at the know, hole, if, right? I feel like I'm lost in the woods, actually. I'm alone in the woods. Right, right.
0: Right, well, because, I mean, again, again, I'm guessing, right? But you don't have a map that is drawn to you by other people, which says, if you follow this path, I won't attack you much.
1: Yeah, right. Not right now, but you, I mean, we just talked talked about tearing up the map that uh, gig was given.
0: Yes, for sure, for sure. And again, that um, it
1: was tattooed on me.
0: Right, but and before you start to with a new direction, you have to, I think, develop and earn the the self trust of 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 backing away from this this tendency, this habit. We all have it. I mean, this is with. This is with sympathy, this is from no ivory tower of perfect self-regard, right? But I am very, very aware, and for a time I actually had it posted on my monitor. No self-attack. Right? Post it up, make it your screensaver, make it your wallpaper background, right? Just keep reminding yourself, no self-attack. Nothing good comes from abuse. Nothing positive, nothing loving, nothing creative, nothing beautiful. Nothing honorable, nothing courageous, nothing noble comes from abuse. Only fear and hiding, self-bullying, self-control, manipulation. That is all that comes. That is the only blood that flows from the crushed child of self-abuse.
3: Yeah, I'm
1: starting to see that uh, pretty clear just going over the past few years of my history.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to stop here. Unless there's anything else that you wanted to add, I would strongly suggest doing that. Um, do that meditation, if you don't mind taking the, the RX. Do that. Do that meditation and ask that kid when you see him what his experience of you is.
1: Oh, I've never talked to the kid. Yeah, well, you
0: know, he's, he's got a seat at the table too, right? In fact, child is the father of the man, right? You should do more listening than talking to him. But um, ask him, what, what, is, what is my experience? What is your experience of me? Do you like me? Do you respect me? Do you feel nurtured and protected by me? Do you want to spend time with me? Do I frighten you?
1: I know the answers to those questions.
0: I bet you do, but I think it's important to have that uh, to have that conversation. In my opinion. Uh. Okay, I'm going to stop here because I don't want to sure. keep pulling you through sure. something that you've already gotten. So, uh, thank you, uh, magnificent uh, uh, courage and dedication. This is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of this call. Just how. Uh, brave and and honorable people are in this conversation. hugely hugely appreciate it. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. And let us know how the um, how the meditation goes. I do it now. I mean now, not later. Not you know, th- this is recorded. Don't worry. <laughs> do it now. Um, okay, I'll do it now. Thanks, man. All
1: right, I'm gonna hang up then. <laughs> Righto.
0: Uh, and I am going to. Uh, Christina has given me some more meditations. Um, the first one I've been reading is interesting. Um, I will bathe more. I will stop scratching myself on camera. Um, I will trim my nose hairs. I will shave both sides of my face. uh, Just so I don't look like uh, half a pirate. Uh, So I have a meditation. It may be a little bit more specific for me, but I think most of the men in the... I will will research foreplay. There's lots of things that are in the meditation that I think could be very helpful for other people. So uh, (laughs) I just thought... Is there anything you wanted to add to that, sweetie? Research? Okay, right. Uh, about it foreplay it's not just an annual event anyway so um, uh, do we have um, uh, do we have a, a, other questions or comments or, or issues uh, uh, we are more than happy if you'd like to ask something for Christi- uh, from Christina that would be fantastic because I'd like to eat so um,
1: go for it people
2: hello Hello. Yeah, this is uh, this is Paul. Um, I would like to talk to Christina. I'm finding myself in sort of a transition zone, uh, having made some major changes to my life. Uh, this week I signed the legal documents with, for the marriage separation, and uh, I'm kind of treading out onto the thin ice of... You know, what's the next best step for me to grow? Um, and I'm thinking that maybe some kind of therapy would help me. Do you have any advice you can give?
4: Hi, Paul. Um, I think I need a little bit more information uh, before I can offer any advice.
0: Oh, honey, don't worry about that. Just start talking. Oh wait, sorry, you know Steph. what you're doing. Sorry, that's different. I'll back over to the wrong.
2: No, I, I don't know if you are familiar. Um one of the uh premium podcasts was kind of my life story. Uh with my mystical mother and uh, I was married to a mystical wife for fourteen years. Um and uh I think there was some mention of this at the uh, at the um conference in Florida but uh she basically, you know, was a narcissist and, you know, had a horrible childhood and just got sucked under and uh, you know, I have nothing but pity for her um, you know, and but, you know, being as it was, you know, I needed to examine, well, why was that, why did that seem like such a good idea to get involved with someone like that? And I started to explore some of those things with Steph. And, uh, so I'm just trying to, you know, discover what the, what my next step would be or what sort of road to travel. Um, from my personal standpoint i'm very happy to be you know promoting fdr and doing all these great things and uh, that's going to be my avocation you know, until the such time as liberty you know really arrives but uh, i do understand that life is really all about our own personal journey and how much joy and pleasure we can get because that's only about as much as we can share so, I'd like to maximize that both for my own selfish reasons and for also for to make me a better person to be with, <laughs> which I can see needs some improvement.
4: I have not uh, w- listened to the premium podcast that you speak of, although I do know i mean I, I i certainly remember you Paul, and uh um I am familiar with some of the details of of your your marriage um and, uh, you know, you said in, you, you said that you were going to try and promote liberty in, in, in whatever ways that you can, uh, you know, promoting FDR, <coughs> excuse me, that sort of thing. Liberty, first and foremost, starts uh, with ourselves. We need to have freedom within our own lives. And um, I do think, you know, you're looking at what, what do I need to do to move forward at this point? And I would say before you can actually move forward, you need to look at the past. Which I think is the the question that you're asking me, like, how do I do that? Uh, where do I go from here? Is that is that well, correct? Uh,
2: yeah, I guess what's indicating to me is the fact that since a clear um, direction, a, a clear actions are not appearing to me, that I'm getting that as, well, you know that's telling me that maybe i'm not ready to go down that road without handling something else so i mean there are times when i get real clarity about this is what i need to do and i just you know jump all over it uh, obviously getting out of that relationship was something i <laughs> needed to do and i jumped all over it and now it's like okay <laughs> so I'm 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 looking for you know the the, the next bit of clarity, and uh, I'm thinking, well, if I'm not seeing it right away, then that's telling me I need to look somewhere.
4: <laughs> so you the when you say you you know you jumped all over getting out of the relationship, and you said you just signed the separation agreement papers. I'm assuming that's different than divorce.
2: Yeah, and yeah, we, you know, I guess. I'm doing this one step at a time, in the fact that uh we have you know this house that we can't really sell right now, you know well uh, we well, we chose not to sell it because of taking the financial bath on it but uh
4: so I'm going to assume that either you or she has moved out of the house or you've both moved out of the yes, house you're I'm,
2: not your- no, I'm moved out and she is still there.
4: And she's still there. And do you still have um, regular contact? And she still
2: runs her business out of there.
4: Ah, okay. And do you still have regular contact with her?
2: Um, Well, we had regular contact as a result of having to, you know, work out these details, and I'm still winding down my involvement in the technical side of her business. But... uh, but I'm 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 feeling like you know that's I'm I'm seeing that from a whole different perspective now. It's like you know I, I'm not feeling sucked into. I don't feel really totally at effect like I used to. So I can talk to her knowing that I really have my own power back, and I can see you know how her behavior is <laughs> really whacked out. But I can just look at it more objectively and go, oh, well, that's an interesting invitation to go nuts, you know, which I will happily sidestep, you know. And uh, and she's aware that she can't really do anything outrageous, you know, hostile. So she's actually, on the surface, quite pleasant. And I understand that's just a surface thing, but that's, that's all I need to deal with now. So. But... Uh,
4: and so you're 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 in your own place, and you still have yeah. some minimal contact with her. You're winding down your your uh, connection with her in her business, and uh, uh, eventually, this you would like this to proceed to full divorce.
2: Yes, that you know that road is fairly clear. That
4: road is clear.
2: Okay, I mean I, I know where I'm going, and you know, her kids are still, you know, seeing her, and I mean I have a good relationship with them. And they acknowledge that, you know, she's ex- extremely problematic and, you know, they totally sympathize with me and, you know, I don't get an ounce of, of, uh, problems, you know, from them. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're still willing to hang around her and have her kids hang around her and that's something I'd like to work on, you know, but, uh, one thing at a time. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, there's... No, go ahead.
4: I was just going to say, so from a practical standpoint, I mean, sort of the to-dos are are taken care of at this particular point. I mean, in, sometimes we can't get to the next step until we've sort of taken care of the, the actual practical details of life, like the getting out of the house, finding your own place, signing the separation papers, uh, you know, terminating um, your involvement in our business, those kinds of things. And if those things are already in place... Uh, or if they're not already in place, then it might be difficult to move into the next step until you take yeah. care of those details
2: well, they're not all done, but i you know the path to those mechanical things as you know as I call it you know the just the actions of you know getting all that disconnection and i suppose i su- I suppose I will feel better you know once we dispose of the house in some way, and I really don't have any you know connection with her um, I'm sure that will be will feel even better <laughs> but uh, I, I don't really feel like I want to put my life on hold while I'm waiting for all this stuff to process and I don't feel like I mean there's some there's some instances where you know people just have to you know whatever the cost just I mean I'm I know I mean if somebody's living at home and they're being you know besieged by their parents, you know, and it's like, well, they don't see a way to, you know, just get out and find a job somewhere. You know, I, I I don't really feel I'm in that kind of situation, but I don't know, maybe I'm rationalizing something, you know, but, uh, maybe, uh, I, 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 I I looked at the idea of, well, well, just, you know, insist on selling the house and just get it out, you know, get it out, out of the way. You know, I just see that as You know, being more trouble than it's worth at the moment. But uh,
4: I mean, if she, you know, I mean, if if you're not forced to pay the bills for both the house and your own place right now, she's living in the house and is managing to pay the bills, and it's not putting any extra strain on you, then you can let that. Well, it is putting
2: extra strain on me because you know I am paying. I mean, there are we have room, you know, people renting rooms, so that cuts down the amount of costs, but you know. As long as I'm still half owner of the house, I'm responsible for half uh, the you know the, the bills. So the the bills are split in half, and then the income is also split in half. But you know, basically, I'm paying two rents. You know, plus I'm paying her spousal support. So yeah, that's 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 an impact.
4: <laughs> wow, I think the laws here in Ontario are a little bit different than they are in California. I think we lost. Are you there?
2: I'm still here. Oh, okay, great. Uh, at least my little green line is working.
4: Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I, I find it astounding that you would have to continue to pay for the uh, for the house when you're not living there. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, um,
2: I mean, yeah, my only other option would be to to sign it off to her uh, as an asset. But you know, there's very little equity in it right now. I mean. The the, the the agreement we had worked out was that, you know, we I would trade my half of the equity in the house for her uh, relinquishing her half of my retirement income. But since, you know, there's nothing to, uh, I have nothing to offer in as far as equity goes, you know, that's why we're hanging on to the house until the, the market recovers.
4: Right, right. So it seems like you've made some decisions in this area, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. So these, these things, these sort of details right now are, are, you know, I mean, there's some strain and some stress associated with it, but you've, you're sort of settled in the decisions that you've it's, made.
2: It's bearable, and yeah. I know it's temporary. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I feel good about is that this agreement now has a date on it where it expires, you know, so these, these payments will cease at a date certain, which is written down and signed off on.
4: Wonderful. So I guess at this point, I mean, what is your emotional state?
2: Uh, Well, I'm relieved. Uh, I feel, I mean, I'm happy that I have, you know, a few friends who I've been able to share this with and who give me support. And that feels good, um, but I, I guess I'm. I guess it really did hit me um, that conversation I had with Steph, and I'm really looking at this idea of you know. While I have close friends, I really would like to find somebody who. I can really have a you know a a, a deep committed relationship with. Um, that I can really share, you know, to live with. And, you know, one of the reasons I stayed in that relationship so long was because I had the apparency of closeness, and that was like a drug to me. And, you know, not having that is, I'm really noticing the whole. And I want to resist the impulse to, you know, find another relationship just to fill it to manage my emotional state and basically use someone else for my purpose. I don't want to do that. So I guess what I'm feeling is a bit of loneliness mixed with a bit of, you know, optimism and relief. <laughs> so as a rule, I'm not really doing bad. I guess um I have what's called the uh, a way of explaining um, mental process, uh, mental states. Is I call it the AGC effect. You know, it comes from electronics for the automatic gain control. We tend to label things. Um, in other words, I could I, I could be much worse off. You know, but the fact that I am I'm actually much better off than I was and much better off than I could be.
4: Right, but now you've got to face you know, the loneliness that was, yeah. that was an inherent part so of that, the marriage. So
2: the gain on that has been brought up to the point that now, that's now what I'm looking at. I'm going, right. who right. is this person that I'm going to spend, you know, going to really have, you know, I don't know who this person is. and, I, and, and
4: Sorry, the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah. Or, well, I would start yeah. first, Paul, with asking, who am I? Thank you <laughs> you can't ask for who is this person i 'm going to spend the rest of my life with until you 've explored the question, "Who am I and that also means looking at the past fourteen years and not i mean and i'm sure you have to some extent you know you said uh, very clearly I was there because I had the illusion of 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 closeness and connection, um, but now that I know that it wasn't real that it was an illusion. Why did I allow that illusion to continue for 14 years? And it may not have been the case 14 years ago that you weren't connected or close, but certainly at the latter part of your marriage, you felt that. And what aspects of yourself allowed that to happen? And so this is, you know, you said that earlier, I don't know if you're in therapy right now, but these are exactly the kinds of things that you can explore with a therapist. Why would I end up in a relationship with someone that I didn't respect, that I didn't admire, uh, where I felt close, but... It was an illusion where I wasn't, my needs weren't getting met. What does that say about me?
2: Yes, that sounds like where I need to go.
4: Right. Before you can, and this is, you know, so now you're facing the loneliness. And this is, this is very typical for people. They will, they will end a long-term relationship where they have been lonely for a long time. Their loneliness will suddenly become evident when they're no longer in the relationship. And then they will jump into a new relationship to fill that, that void, and I would say that that's the wrong thing to do.
2: I recognize the wisdom of that.
4: Right. It's hard to fight the impulse, though.
2: Yes, but uh, I, I, I see the ultimate truth, and. Uh,
4: what we don't want to do is we don't want to recreate the past mistakes, and. If you jump into another relationship, and I know that you're, you're, you're trying very hard not to do that, you need to explore that relationship and you need to explore yourself so that you don't end up with another long term relationship or even a short term relationship where your needs are not getting met and where you're not able to meet the other person's needs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, that, that feels better. Um, it's. I, I guess some of this was just sort of like me um, churning, you know, myself. Maybe doing a little self attack, you know, uh, wondering why I wasn't figuring this all out instantaneously. Uh, it feels good to hear that. Well, yeah, I'm actually in the place I'm supposed to be, kind of doing pretty much what I need to be doing.
4: Look, you just spent 14 years in a marriage, and and uh, whether it was functional at times and dysfunctional at other times, there you, you need to process the, the 14 years that you spent with this woman, and and the life that you had planned, and the loss of that relationship. Uh, even though there is relief in in ending the relationship, with the end of that relationship comes, you know, you thought you had someone that you were going to go through life with. You thought you had someone that you could retire with. You all those dreams and all those. All those, uh, plans, they were very real to you, despite the fact that maybe they weren't achievable, but you have to mourn those, you have to process that, uh, you have to, you have a lot of work to do, um, before you can move forward in a.
2: Hello, am I, uh, am I, am, am I back? Yeah, sorry about back? that. Did you get the last bit? Oh, uh, that's okay. Anyway. <laughs> I was having this real emotional moment and all of a sudden it went boop.
0: Yeah, I think you shorted out the server.
2: <laughs> the power of emotion. Yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted to thank Christina. Um, yeah, I just, I guess I just keep, Need. I think you hit something here with me because it's really, <laughs> It's. I think you hit a nerve. Go on. Uh, I have been internalizing these these external attacks, and I just haven't been being good to myself, and having expectations that were unrealistic. And I'm. It's such a gift to suddenly see. Wait a minute, that's not me. Oh, that is such an incredible view. Oh. I'm just having a wonderful time here.
0: (laughs) Hey, relief is what we're all about.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) Pulling that crap apart is just so difficult, but boy does it feel good.
0: Right, right. (sighs) Well, glad to be of help and uh, certainly do, uh, you know, therapy is a, particularly in life transitions, like the end of a long relationship, big changes in careers uh, and so on. Uh, therapy is a, a really great stuff to, uh, to to get involved in, right? Just just like any time you want to get to the next level as an athlete, you go and take some coaching and that is a, a generally a fantastic thing to do. It's a really great investment. Uh, you know, the, the time, the cost relative to what can go wrong if you don't is is uh, fairly negligible so I think it's definitely worthwhile
2: well thank you so much I just wanted to a- add something on a completely different subject um last night I went to a a dinner for this guy Bernard von NotHaus, who developed the Liberty dollar and I printed up a bunch of FDR promo that I handed out to about the 20 people there and uh... I uh, met somebody uh, from Arizona who was very interested in your ideas so hopefully he will Join, join the the club here so uh, and I'm glad that you're talking to uh, um, uh, Mr. Badnerick um, I know that that's not you know I mean I, I really like the logic of, of you know you being overheard in conversation with people you know the listeners may may hear the interchange and go hey this guy's got something on the ball so I, I I appreciate you for standing for standing in there and, and going on with that. So, because well, yeah, certainly one enjoyable those, and those uh,
0: we may we may do another one. Uh, yeah. We're trying I was to rub Christina into joining us.
2: So. Yeah, too, and so. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and
0: and do keep us posted. Let us know what happens uh, with therapy. But yeah, absolutely. To to create uh, a second half of your life, uh, it, you know, that's that's really different uh, from the first half. Is uh, is something that. I mean, I guess I did it first third, hopefully, depending on how long I live. But making those major transitions uh, therapy is just a huge, huge benefit. And it seems almost impossible to do it without something like that. So uh, do let us know how it goes. And thank you so much for for calling
2: in. Well, I thank you both for all your wonderful help. And all the other FDR people have just been wonderful.
0: Thank you very much. I am just Christina's meat puppet.
2: So um,
0: if uh, we have time for one more question, um, I guess, if we have uh, somebody with a yearning burning... Uh speak comp, uh, you also can mime it, we can see through time. Going once. Going twice. Question trembling on the bottom. Steph is can you hear me? Oh hi. How you doing?
3: I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, I was wondering, uh, do you think uh, these future calls are all going to revolve around psychology, or do you think they would be uh, centered towards philosophy?
0: I'm sorry, I don't quite understand the question. In in the future. I'm sorry, I don't quite understand the question.
3: Well, uh, most most of these uh, calls, the shows are talking about Personal psychology or personal issues. do you think any focus on fee in the future?
0: Sorry, you're you're cutting out a bit there. I think you're asking what is my prediction about what listeners are going to ask me about in the future, is that right?
3: But you do have sort of direction uh toward what you the uh content is so I guess That's uh, my question. Or these call-in just a free call on everybody? Just everybody?
0: Well, I'm sorry. Just because you're cutting out, um, I I don't say to people this is going to be a call about economics or art or philosophy or psychology. Uh, This is a free market, right? So the call is without uh, agenda. Occasionally we'll have uh, topics, uh, but for the most part the calls are uh, and certainly today right i mean it's like what do you uh, what do people want to talk about so if you're asking me what will listeners in the future want to talk about um all i can say is i don't know right <laughs> i mean that's that's uh, what whatever okay. people want to talk about is what they will will bring up so it's certainly not uh, it's not an agenda based show as far as that goes it's just you know what is what uh, what is what's on people's mind
3: right um i just uh... You we were having a con the other day, and I don't want to get into it because I don't want to. Just I'm sorry, I'm going
0: to have to interrupt you uh, um, simply because you're you're cutting out a lot on Skype. Uh, I can call a telephone if you want to whisper it into the chat window. We could call. Uh, I can call a telephone and we can talk that way. But I'm not getting enough of your uh, uh, enough of okay. your words to be able sure. to have a debate. Sure. Uh, how about another? No, I, I think you said, how about another time? In which case, uh, great. <laughs> I would be happy to. Uh, just, just let me know. Uh, this is, uh, I think, if I remember you rightly, you're uh, the gentleman who was talking about uh, ways in which to, to oppose the growth of state power by uh, not filling out forms, creating your own economy, and so on. We had an interesting debate about that uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the chat room. And it certainly is a topic that comes up. I would be very happy to discuss it. But if you're not by a phone or can't Call uh, at the moment, then we can do this another time. I'm sorry that uh, uh, you're having. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else uploading on your computer or whatever, but Skype is, of course, sharing your bandwidth. So unfortunately, I'm just not getting enough of your uh, words to be able to do uh, run a debate.
3: Right, right, yeah. Well, uh, Skype's always having problems. All uh, we we can uh, continue this discussion another way uh, another time. Thank you. Sure, no problem, no problem. I guess we won't count that quite as a question.
0: Um, and uh, we, could, uh, we could take another question if I have time for myself or Christina. If you're looking for syllables or sense, you can go one or the other. I think... Hi. Uh,
5: uh, Hello. I do have a quick one for you. For who? For you.
0: Christina, I think that's for you. Here we go. <laughs>
4: Greg, <laughs> Greg, what are your questions ever quick? Hmm? When are your questions, or the answers to your questions, ever quick?
5: <laughs> well, I'll I'll try to make this one quick. I'll do my best. Um, uh, for 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 you, Steph. Uh, my question for you is, um, thinking back on um, when you first started free domain, um, and uh, your motivations for doing that, and um, uh, where you were at uh, professionally back then. Um, what what was what was the transition like for you, from because because I know there was a point where you had you, you had changed jobs, you had uh, um, uh, interviewed and changed jobs, and uh, took on a, a, a much more. Uh, a, Lucrative role for your last like professional role uh, before you decided to jump into free domain full time. Um, what what was the what was the um, at what point did you stop feeling the urge to um, keep pursuing the professional track? Um, and and to dive in both feet with FDR, um, what what was that transition like? I, I I'm having trouble asking the question. I guess. Um,
0: no, it's no problem. We have a fixed amount of time for me to answer. So the longer you ask, the shorter my answer is. So there's no problem. It's just you know it's it's one or the other. You can take your time. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, caller Greg, now we're going to have to switch to commercial. You too can drink your toilet water. Sorry, go on.
5: <laughs> well, and I guess, um, yeah, I, I have an ulterior motive for asking. Um,
0: yes, why don't we get to the ulterior motive? Because I didn't deal with yeah. the ulterior motive of the last guy, who basically was annoyed at the psychological questions. But let's at least deal with your, um, your nefarious motive.
5: Yes, yes, I will. Uh, and, and it's this... It, it, um, on Friday, um I had a, a fairly um lucrative offer dropped in my lap. Um and I felt an enormous amount of uh desire to go for it. Um but the question that came up for me was uh why, right? Um why if if I if I've only taken this particular job, as a stopgap measure, as a, as a means of income while I'm busy, um, working on the, the, um, the mediation thing. Uh, why would I suddenly feel the urge to, uh, t- to, 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 take up this, uh, this, this offer seriously, right? Did, did you see what I'm getting at? Because if I was really serious about the, uh, the, the the mediation thing uh, wouldn't my wouldn't my response to an offer like that be like eh maybe maybe not
0: right? why why I'm sorry I'm not sure why
5: well because I I, I in th- well in theory I wouldn't have any interest in pursuing that career anymore right
0: in what theory what what's the basis of that theory.
5: Well, uh, you know, you, uh, you you talk to your Miko system, right? And it says something like this is something you should do, right? Or or rather, like we feel good doing this. Right? Uh, and and I this is this I'm, I'm referring to the mediation Stuff that I've that I'd recently gotten interested in. Um, I've meditated on it a bunch of times, and every time I do, I just keep getting the feeling of "Go for it, go for it, go for it." So I went for it, and I'm doing it, and I'm enjoying it. And um, I, I don't have a long-term plan yet, but um, I'm, you know, I'm starting down that path. And then all of a sudden. Um, you know, out of the blue, the place where I'm working now um, offers me something that um, is uh, levels, numerous levels above what I'm doing now and is going to be an enormous amount of money more uh, than I'm making now. And my initial impulse was um, go for that too. Um, But I'm Oh shit! Hang on. Um, sorry. I gotta catch the door. Shit, I'm back. So, so, anyways, um, why would I still feel a desire for uh, pursuing my original career when, uh, when I've, when I've sort of worked out uh, that I want to do something different? I
0: guess I'm not sorry. I'm just I'm not sure why there's this is an either or thing here. Maybe I'm just missing something. Why is it that if you take the job with the additional pay, you can't pursue the mediation thing?
5: Oh, that's a good question.
0: Because I mean, y- you basically dug a huge a relatively large hole for yourself financially by taking over 18 months off, right?
5: Yes, that's true.
0: Right, so having a little bit of scratch when you're sort of founding a new career is not a bad thing, right?
5: No, that's right.
0: And let's say that uh, at the end of this, you maybe want to work for a year or two and then you want to set up your own mediation shop, right? So that you can be a business owner and not have to report to people, do that individuated entrepreneurial thing that we all love so well. Having some savings would be good for that, right?
5: Yeah, actually, that's quite true. It's quite true.
0: Yeah, always trust the ecosystem, man. If some part of you is lunging at an opportunity, then ask why, and don't assume that it's 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 a either or, right?
5: Well, I guess I got a little um, um, not frightened, but concerned by the that that impulse because I I was afraid that maybe.
0: Oh like maybe it meant that you weren't that interested in the mediation thing because you could be bought out by you know a six pack and a strippogram
5: yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
0: yeah, but that's that's a conclusion, right I mean, you just got to ask yourself right right because this is a form of self attack is to say, oh my God, well, if I'm interested in this, that means I don't want to do the mediation and I've been lying to myself or my ecosystem it Right, but that's just coming to a conclusion, right? The, the relentless curiosity is to say, "Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I wonder where that's coming from."
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was afraid that maybe I was just, you know, being self-manipulative or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess I guess I'm just gonna have to, just gonna have to ask myself
0: yeah i mean that could be very good reasons for uh taking on a job with with higher pay i mean there, there could be very good reasons for doing that that are not at all in conflict with your uh, earlier goal
5: right well one thing for one thing that it's gonna one thing that that's gonna cost me though is uh uh is time outside of work, right? Because I'm not going to be as free as I would be if I just stuck with the low, uh, sort of the low responsibility job, right? Where you can punch in and punch out and forget about it, right?
0: Ah, there you go. Jumping to, you're jumping to conclusions again, right? Because you're saying, I won't be as free if I take the job with more money, Right.
5: Oh, interesting.
0: But how do you know that, right? With more money comes freedom, right? Comes comes some (laughs) kinds of choices, comes additional opportunities for entrepreneurship. Maybe you'll learn in this new job the kind of skills that you need to be an entrepreneur in the mediation world because you'll have more responsibility. Maybe you'll learn how to handle a budget, how to handle employees, how to do strategic planning. All of these things could be a fantastic education for you as an entrepreneur. So, again, you don't know, right? That's what you have to ask, right?
5: Right. Right. No, that's right. That's true. That's true. And and it doesn't necessarily mean that. the in this doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not interested in the entrepreneurial venture. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, the 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 wonderful ambivalent complexity of the ecosystem is. It's almost impossible to find an either-or situation, right?
5: That's a good point. That should have been. A, yeah, that should have been a red flag for me.
0: Yeah, as soon as it's like, well, if it's this, it can't be that, then, you know, then it's yeah. not, Then it's not a valid thing, right? Right, right. Unless I mean, you're actually in a plane that's going down and you're deciding whether to jump, right? I mean, but, you know, in these kinds of situations, <laughs> right, it's, it's just like, well, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Um, okay, I guess we're going in this direction. And uh, I mean, just from my own experience. I mean, just just a minor correction. It wasn't a massively more lucrative job. I went from about one thirty-five to one sixty, so it wasn't a huge uh, uh, increase uh, in that last job. And of course, uh-huh. I mean, I would much rather have gone straight to free domain, but you know, at that time I was making about eight bucks a month, so that might have been a tad premature. Um, but uh, uh, once I discovered how much had fallen down behind the sofa a little later on, it became that much more possible. But uh, I did not view that. Job, the last job that I had professionally, I did not view that job as an either-or. Like, oh my god, if I do this, I have to close down the FDR server, right? And I have to never do a podcast. It's like, hey, another commute, right? <laughs> so I can still continue <laughs> to podcast. I can still continue to do FDR and build it. Now I thought I would be at that job for eighteen to twenty-four months before, and, and I viewed that as saving up money to to fund FDR. But fortunately, of course, you fabulous listeners stepped up and gave me the cash to uh, to do it full time. And uh, so then it became uh, a possibility. And then I stayed on for another couple of months as a contractor, which gave me a good chunk of change to, to found and just to start up costs and all that kind of stuff with to found FDR. So I didn't view that job as, oh, my God, if I do this, I can't do that. But as a way of enabling me to do FDR, it just came across. It just came along sooner than I expected because the donations increased. And I didn't like the job. So, so those sort of two things combined. And, of course, Christina. I mean, the most fundamental thing was that Christina stepped up and said, um, I really can't stand the spectacle of you in a fetal position crying every day uh, before you go to work. Uh, so in order to not face that spectacle, here's some money. Now stop licking my legs, you lap dog. You know, it was something like that. <laughs> but uh, that's really what, uh, that's how it came down.
5: So, so it wasn't... Um... You didn't see uh, um, staying in the working world as a as a compromise of that of that uh, end goal then. Well, no,
0: quite or the or... contrary. You no, know, quite the contrary. I viewed it. I would have viewed quitting to do FDR as an unacceptable compromise at that time. Really? Oh, no question. It would have been an absolutely unacceptable compromise at that time. It would have been very bad, right? Because. I would have had to really push for donations. Uh, the, I would have had to spend uh, all the money. Like, I had to spend money to get FDR started, right? I mean, it'd crank up advertising and, and do lots of other things that were pretty expensive. Uh, I would buy hardware. Uh, I had to buy a new computer. I had to buy uh, microphones. I had to buy video cameras. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. I had to buy lots of software to do video processing and so and on. So, and the, so there was a lot of stuff that I had to do to, to get FDR started. And I would have been far too stressed out and anxious to be an effective entrepreneur if I had gone from that pretty significant career income down to what was coming in through FDR donations at the time. Um I mean it would have been negative I mean I think that FDR would not have worked out at that point because I would have just been too stressed I would have had to push too hard for donations it would have been uh, it would have been a less pleasant for people I think whereas once I I felt that I had a more stable base I could go forward in a more positive way so no I viewed taking on that job and building up uh, the bank account for FDR to to be you know uh, to to uh, you know, to to launch the ship towards the ocean, not a puddle. You know that's sort of what you want to do. So I felt that was a, it was a positive thing to do that, not a compromise.
5: Right. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. And um, yeah, seeing it as a seeing it as an either or should have been a real indicator to me because that's something that I have a I habit of doing, but.
0: And the implication of that, of course, is that there's a part of you that's out to get you, right? Like the moment that you say that, right, then you're saying like, oh, my God, the system's steering me wrong on the mediation and I'm actually just in it for the money. And like it throws the whole thing into question, right?
5: Right, right. And and of course, the the ecosystem is not at all out to get me. It's
0: No, it's trying to help you. It's trying to say, look, we should definitely look at how money can build us a much greater freedom, right? Right, and give us the kind of business experience we need to be successful and to be our own boss that much quicker.
5: Yeah, and it's interesting because this particular job would involve a lot of um, client contact. So that, that would definitely come in handy. Right.
0: Now, I, I myself would not put stripogram in the same career category. That's why I used the words earlier. Now, certainly you will get a lot of client contact out of there just remember, uh, tool belt on the left and panther on the right. That's, that's really part <laughs> of it.
5: And, and, and wait till you hear the number three before you jump out of the cake. Right?
0: That's right. Absolutely.
5: Got it. Okay. Thanks.
0: You're absolutely welcome. And uh, I guess uh, that's it, unless anybody else had a last yearning burning before we sign off? Going once, going once. Well, thank you everybody so much for dropping by. It was a great show. And thank you to our uh, callers uh, for some excellent questions, JC in particular, for his great work. And uh, hopefully the book is out uh, this coming week. I think that you'll find it quite enjoyable. It is my first audiobook with sound effects. So I hope that you will enjoy that. And uh, if we could uh, congregate the ladies um, to talk about when we can next do the... Uh, the Female Plenary Council call-in show. I think that would be excellent. Uh, Gives me a nice Sunday off. So uh, we will talk about that. Maybe we can get one in before the baby comes. Yeah, because afterwards, Christina may be accidentally breastfeeding a microphone while I speak into a baby. So um, (laughs) that might be confusing for everyone involved, including the baby. So thank you everybody so much, and we will talk to you next week.